Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A few days ago, the church made an announcement about changes in the Salt Lake City and Manti temples. They are removing the murals in the different rooms in the Salt Lake Temple and ceasing the live sessions in both the Salt Lake Temple and the Manti Temple. This episode is about understanding and supporting the moves forward, but talking a little bit about, well, what we might be missing. The LDS Temple Endowment has gone over several changes since its inception by Joseph Smith in 1842, if we even want to call that the inception. There was actually an awful lot going on in Kirtland before the Saints ever even went to Nauvoo. But as we've gone through those changes, for the better, right, if, if we're sustaining the brethren and, and sustaining the leaders of the church and looking at all of these changes, we need to sustain them and say that this is about moving forward and progressing. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that are lost in the temple ceremony, things that are important. As, as, as the leaders of the church move forward and they try and bring us forward with, it, with the temple ceremony, that doesn't mean that it doesn't come at a cost, a cost of good things for better things, perhaps. So this episode is about some of those good things that are being lost. This episode is not about the idea of going back in time to some point where we can reset things to, to a previous date, kind of like you would an operating system on your computer and eliminate all of those changes. Like I said, it's, it's, there are things that when you move forward and you make changes for the better, that at times does come at a cost. And so I want to talk a little bit about those costs. It's so easy today to go to a temple ceremony, and even if you've been going for a long time, but especially to those that are going brand new and going through the endowment especially and just be completely lost on, on what is this, what is happening. There's reasons for that. It was never meant to be like that. Originally, the temple is built as a drama that is really important to, to get, right? It's built as a drama with characters in that drama where the audience participates. The changes that we've had as we've, we've tried to become a global church and utilize technology and try not to be too abrasive with culture moving forward have put us more and more into a position of being an observer as if we're going to a movie theater that is not what the temple was originally, right? The temple originally is a drama that you have specific characters that are played by different people. It's always been this way. And that the audience is a participant, right? Each individual in the audience is a participant in that event, in that drama. And those dramas might last a full day or two days or more 
and tell a very large story, a profound story, an epic story about each of us individually and about the plan of salvation. Even with the early endowment with Joseph Smith and Brigham Young, these were oftentimes a, a full-day event. And, and because it's a full-day event and you're going through all of these things, you're very much a participant in going through this. And guess what? You get context as to what the meaning is of all of these things. Today, I think it's less than a two-hour ceremony, and a lot of that context has been lost. It's been pulled out so that we can do more temple work, so that we can we have a much more elderly population because of medicine, and we want to accommodate them. We have many, many, many different languages. We want to make it uniform for everybody. The same text didn't used to be that way. And we want to use technology where we are using basically a movie or now it seems something more like a PowerPoint. And again, these are all positive things. If, if you think about all the intelligence, global intelligence, that the brethren get, right? The leaders of the church get from around the world in the church and difficulties with people in their temple experiences and difficulty with people in their temple experiences. You know, we're, we're trying to be, it's hard, right? We're trying to be one size fits all for everybody and, and bring everybody together, bring that unity together of a global church. And so these things help us to accomplish those things. But we are losing a number of things. And I think that, that idea of being a participant is the number one thing we're losing. This is a drama, a drama that should be opening our eyes to the entire plan of salvation and our role in it. We are not watching Adam and Eve, right? We're watching a drama where we are playing the character even if we are sitting in the chair. All of us are Adam and Eve. That's what that is about. It's not watching a story about Adam and Eve. It's a watching a story about us. And in the old times, in the old days, we would have a much larger role in participation, showing that we're Adam and showing that we're Eve. Let's go through some of these changes that we've, we've had since, we'll call the inception of this again, in, in May 4th, 1842 in Nauvoo. But again, there were, there were other things that were going on prior to this. And we ought to look back to Kirtland, right? You know, section 110, when we get there later this year and come follow me, you'll, you'll see in the Kirtland temple when Elias, Elijah, Moses all appear with the keys, right, of, of, the, of the, their stewardship and their priesthood stewardship and what they're over. They only appear after there are certain ordinances given in what the, the brethren called at the time, in what the saints called at the time, an endowment. And there were ordinances. It wasn't complete, right? But there were ordinances in the Kirtland Temple. And once they, those last ordinances were given, from what they had at that time, from what Joseph, had been revealed to Joseph Smith at that time in Kirtland, then that's when the outpouring of the Spirit came, like Pentecost. That's when Moses and Elias and Elijah appeared. So there, there is precedent to this well before 
Nauvoo. But if we look to Nauvoo in May 4th, 1842, in that red brick store, where a little more of what we would think of are the ordinances of the endowment were given, right? There's been a lot of changes since then. At first, it was, it was more and more revelation that added to what was done in those ordinances and built around the ordinances. But it was just a beginning. Here's a, here's a quote uh, out of the journal of L. John Nuttall, uh, quoting Joseph Smith. Or he's speaking to Brigham Young. He says, Brother Brigham, this is not arranged right. Talking about after, after they had been working with these ordinances in 1842. But we have done the best we could under the circumstances in which we are placed. We could still say that about ourselves today, right? We're doing the best we can. And I wish you to take this matter in hand and organize and systematize all these ceremonies, right? So... Joseph, or Brigham Young had a very big part in, for example, it's him that actually dramatized the endowment, which is the exact place you would want to go. That's the way it was done anciently. You go back to the Feast of Tabernacles in the Old Testament, right? In Shukot, right? Where everybody puts together their, their booths, their tents, and or representing what were tents in the wilderness for the wandering children of Israel. And they participated in a drama that was given to them where you would have the king and many other characters, the queen and other characters that would play the parts of, for example, Jehovah and others. We can see this very clearly in the story of King Benjamin where he is there to coronate his son Mosiah. Right? This is a natural place to do this at a Feast of Tabernacles setting for the coronation because it's about royalty, just like the temple ceremonies about a royal priesthood. And you read in there thinking, oh, well, they, they were really, all the people there were really filled with the Spirit, and so they all spoke in one voice, as we're told. Think about what that really probably means. Why are they all speaking in one voice? Because it's a chorus right? It is, it is a response to the things that the king are saying. They know what they're supposed to say. Maybe it's given out to them in pamphlets, but, but there's something said. It's dramatized. It's a drama. And the people are participants in that. And what we have there in the book of Mosiah, the beginning of Mosiah, is probably just a very small sliver of that entire drama that took place that day with the coronation. But it's a temple drama. So in 1845, Brigham Young dramatizes the endowment. He has a creation room. There is a garden room, a telestial room, a terrestrial room, and a celestial room. And, and that's another thing that we've lost, right, in, in, in this, and keeping it short and, and helping the elderly so that they don't have to move around so much and, um, you know, all really good things. But as you moved from room to room, you understood more and more where each room was lit a little lighter and a little lighter and a little lighter, right? And the murals had different, different scenes on them like we've had in the Salt Lake Temple that are now being removed. You got the sense that you were traveling through the plan of salvation. And, and we've lost a little bit of that context and an understanding of the progression that that 
the the again the the grandiose epic style drama and story that we all are living through. In 1877, the first recorded endowments for the dead are performed, and we get the first written text for 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 making the the ceremony, making sure we get it more uniform. Right when you've just got one or two or three temples, Manti, St. George, Salt Lake, kind of easy to, to to keep tabs on tabs on all that. But but once you start spreading out a little bit more, you can see how things can change a little bit, and supervision becomes an issue, and and so it becomes uniform for us in 1877. In 1904 to 1906, there is the hearings of Senator-elect Reed Smoot in D.C. And, and the temple comes to light at that point because they are very concerned about the oaths that Senator-elect Smoot has given to the church. It became a very big issue. And it's like, well, wait a minute. How dedicated are you to the church as compared to the United States? How can you fill a, a seat in government if you are that dedicated to your religion? You know, it's a, there's, it's, it's a great example of, of state and religion, right, and how you have to try and mix those two. In 1936, they added the explanation at the veil. So that was kind of a, that added more, didn't take anything away, right? That's kind of nice. I wish we had more and more that was added in that sense. In 1945, for the first time, the endowment is given in a different language. It's given in Spanish in the Mesa, Arizona temple. We're starting to grow globally, and there are going to be changes that are, that are required. In the 1950s, after building several international temples now, LDS temples, there is a film that is created. So prior to that point in the 50s, it was all live presentation where you had an actor filling each role. That changes your mindset as to what you're watching. You Again, it brings you one step closer with, when you're talking about a live, a live session to understanding your role and people's role as, a pre, as, as participants and not as watching a movie, right? Not watching a story for somebody else. So understandably, the movie, what does it do? It makes it so that everybody easily, it, it makes everything more uniform on the feel that you get, and it allows you to have dubbing, right, into different languages with the same movie. Again, it's, it's, it's the drive of progress for the church and, and uh, as, as we reach out globally and grow globally that is driving a lot of this. But it still comes at a cost. And then we can look at some other things that have been removed, right? We, we can talk about the temple choir. There used to be a temple choir where the participants would actually sing a, a hymn. That was removed in the early 20th century. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, well again, it, it's, it's the idea of participation that we lose. That's, that's to me is the big thing. You're a part of this. So the congregation sings the hymn as part of not just a break like we have in in sacrament meeting but actually as part of the drama it's part of what you're doing you're involved singing with one voice just like with king benjamin and his speech let me start dropping some ideas here of how that helps you understand scripture differently 
Think about when you, you hear something about concourses of angels or you hear about the singing and praising, right? These are rooted in likely in, in temple-type ceremonies anciently. They're rooted in drama. And so when you have a temple experience like that where you are very clearly participating you are inserting yourself more into the scriptures as that participant, especially in the visions in the scriptures. You become a part of it. Again, it's not a movie that's being rolled in front of your eyes. And you understand the scriptures differently. If you were to go through a, an ancient live presentation of the temple about Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden story, I promise you, you're going to identify with the movie or the PowerPoint differently when they're talking about the Garden of Eden story. You're not going to be watching history because that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're going to be watching your story. And when I say your story, I don't mean your ancestors who are Adam and Eve. I mean you. You. That's you. It, and it's so hard to get that into people's heads it, sometimes, I think, because it's because of the change in what we've done with, with the temple. Again, I fully support it. I fully support it. I want us to move forward. I, I, I want to make sure that we get this, uh, uh, get, get a, a, a unified church globally. But it doesn't mean I can't be concerned about what we lose giving up the good for the better. The temple drama has always been about you and your participation in the great epic story, the great temple drama. Early in the 20th century, there used to be another oath called the Oath of Vengeance. That was removed. That was basically saying, you know, that you know, a prayer for God to avenge the blood of the prophets. Of course, in Brigham Young's mind, that was probably very close to him with Joseph Smith. But think about all of the scriptures that talk about the Lord hearing the cries of the blood from the, the dust of the earth, right? Even Abel. That, that's, by the way, probably closer to a temple story than you might think. Or the Day of Atonement, where the high priest would pour the blood of the ox and the goat down at the base of the altar. What is that? Right? Pouring out your spirit, so to speak. It's pouring out life. It's the blood being spilt onto the ground and crying up to the Lord. You might understand those scriptures a little bit differently in that context. I talk a lot about my interpreter of temple imagery and drama. And that is something that is very lost. That's why I put that in there. Because I think it's important for us to see the scriptures through that lens. So many of the scriptures are rooted in the temple experience, both in the imagery of the temple, which is everything from the objects that would be in the temple, the design of the temple, the architecture of the temple, the journey of going through the temple, the sacrifices that are made, the different altars. All of that is temple imagery, and it's really important to understand all those things because the scriptures are rooted in those things. And then... The drama, right? There is drama. There has always been a temple drama, more than likely. There certainly was anciently. And the biggest key about temple drama is understanding that it's about you, 
and you are the participant. You are playing a role of yourself in a grand theater, in a drama. Like you are on stage in, in one of Shakespeare's plays. That's what the temple drama is. And in many ways, many of the great dramas anciently probably came out of the temple or those temples, whether they were of the church or they were of other ancient civilizations that, that had temples and dramas that went along with them. The great temple drama is the temple drama, or the great drama is the temple drama. It's good against evil. It's falling down in a way and then coming back and overcoming. That, that's, that's the drama. So I'm grateful for the leaders of the church that are guiding us forward and, and moving us in a direction that is going to make things easier for members of the church. But I think that we also need to try and hang on to, in one way or the other, the idea of temple imagery and drama and understanding what those ordinances are rooted in, the context, the drama gives the ordinances context and understanding. I've got someone that's going through, uh, a, a new convert that's going through the, 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 the temple next month. And I, I mean, I just, the, the experience that she's going to have, even the difference from what I had, is going to be pretty large. There's, it's going to be that much more confusing, right? Because the context, much of the context is lost. And I think we need to talk about that more. That needs to be more in the discussion about the temple. There are things about the temple that we can talk about, that we need to talk about while holding those things which are most sacred only for discussion in the temple. So much of the lack of understanding of the temple is because of a, a loss of context and a loss of participation. I hope we can remember that the temple is about you. That experience from the beginning to the end, all the way through, is, 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 a, is it, you are the prime actor. You are the star lead in all of that. And everything that is going on in there is you. And if you could have everybody play the actor in a live session of Adam, every man, and every woman play the, the actress who is Eve, then that's what we would do. Because you're them, right? But... We can't. So we do the best that we can, as Joseph Smith said. And we move forward and we, we build line upon line and precept on precept. But don't forget about drama. Don't forget about the temple imagery. You will understand the scriptures better and you'll understand the temple better when you bring that context back into things. I'll talk to you next time. winter season taken a toll on your tile upholstery carpet call cyclone cleaners 570-726-6200 for all your carpet upholstery and ceramic tile cleaning needs it's cyclone cleaners also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard
Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200.